Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Sideline Junkies. Hopefully, uh, we worked out the bugs and we sounded good, KG. Sounded real good. Yeah, yeah, there it go. We were we were in the matrix the last time we started, so hopefully we get a good episode in and no kinks on the anchor end. What's going on with you, KG? How you feeling tonight? Oh man, uh, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty goddamn good right now. Trade deadline was four o'clock a day. And my team made a pretty good move. Well, let's let's dive right on into the NFL trade deadline. Um, let's start with your team. Let's start with your team. Acquire HaHa Clint Dix from Green Bay. Um, I uh, I know you think it's a good move. I think it's a good move, but you didn't think y'all needed to go for a receiver. You know what? I thought about that, but the receivers that were now, I thought that they would go for Amari Cooper. We did a Facebook poll on that. And, you know, everybody was like, no, I don't go for Amari Cooper. But to see the receivers that were moved today, I I don't care what you say. Ty Montgomery is a receiver. He got moved today. Uh, Who else got moved? Um, Geez, Demarius Thomas, Golden Tate. Like we could have went out. Really, I was really surprised at the Golden Tate move. Hmm. It's a, it seems like some teams are just like uh, throwing in the towel. Like uh, here you go, here go our best players. Have fun. <laughs> We're done. Well, hmm. oh man, I, I feel that way about the Giants. Because I heard rumors that they were going to take, they were going to uh, trade Landon Collins. They already snack trade Snacks Harrison. Jeez, my eyes itching something crazy right now. They already traded Snacks Harrison. I heard Landon Collins was next up. I, I mean, they seem like they're getting rid of everything but Odell Beckham in the kitchen sink. Yeah, and it's it's just like everybody everybody can see what the problem is. It's it's. Right in front of your face. His name is Eli Manning. You have a beast at running back with the Giants. You have two stud receivers. Tight end, you know, he could use some work. He's, he's you know, he's decent, though. So, we we know, the, and, and of course, the offensive line. I think I think if the offensive line was a tad bit better with the Giants, Eli would have a bit more time. He's not a spring chicken anymore, so, you know what I'm saying? Well, you say that, but look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's older, 41 years old, and Tom Brady got out the pocket last night and picked up yeah. eight yards. It was the slowest eight-yard run I've ever seen, but he picked it up. But that's what I'm saying. Eli doesn't even have the space to do that. He didn't get touched until he went down after that eight-yard run. Eli's going, Eli is dropping back and not even finishing his drop, and it's already – the opposing team is already broken through the offensive line. It, hmm. it, you know, it's it's two different things there. But going back to the Redskins, the Redskins got high Clinton Dix for a fourth round pick from the Packers. Good, good money, good I, money. Hey man, it definitely, I think, definitely helps with the defense. Um, but uh, I just think the offense needed another reliable weapon, man. And and this is real funny to see all these receivers get moved and Dez Bryant still sitting out there. 
It's just nobody can sit there and tell me Des Bryant is that bad. I'm still baffled behind that because, but now I've been banging the drum since he was released by Dallas. I've been banging the drum here in DC. We should sign Dez. Uh, Doug Williams came out and said, "No, we're not interested in Dez. We need we need number two receivers." But my whole question to the great Doug Williams is, "Who's our number one, brother? Because Dotson is not it. Crowder is not it. But Paul see, Richardson is not it." And but the thing is, when you don't have a legit number one receiver, you have to make sure you have a lot of good number twos. So signing Des Bryant would just add to the arsenal, right? Is it somebody else to to that brings another dimension to the offense? And you know, we talked about this earlier. Like, okay, yeah, you y'all shored up on defense, but you're about to come to a team that can put up forty points in a blink of an eye, and y'all cannot do that. Right now, this is the thing. Though, now this is—I I painted this picture. Now I'm—I'm I'm a take a book from the dawn, and I want y'all to close y'all eyes and, and look at this. It's first and goal. Balls on the six. You got trips left. You got Dez, uh, Maurice Harris, Josh Dotson, all on one side. You take Jordan Reed and you split him out to the right by himself. You got matchup that that right there because of the size of those three receivers is a matchup problem. And nine times out of ten, Jordan Reed's gonna be matched up with a linebacker. That's a matchup problem. If you don't score on that play right there, you should not be playing in this league. Number one, number two, you shouldn't be an offensive coordinator because that's a lot of talent and that's a lot of big bodies that cannot be checked. All only thing with uh uh, uh Dotson, he just got to catch the ball. And. I'm glad you said about offensive coordinator. We're going to get deeper into that in a second when I go over my poor Bills and and the Patriots at the Monday night game this week. But I think I think y'all are in position to contend for the division. Y'all, you know, you got a nice lead. So we're only halfway through the season. So mm-hmm. Philadelphia, though, just got yes. Golden Tate. Yes, and that now, is dangerous. Now I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say something. I, I hate the. I don't want to jinx it, but with this defense, it's a top five defense at this present moment. I think I misspoke Sunday, and, and but NFL Network had them ranked at number one overall. But I think I I misspoke on that one. But that was from NFL Network, so they misspoke, and I just read it. But if this offense can score. I said it Sunday to to everybody in our group chat. If they can score between 17 and 20, nobody's going to beat them. Because the Department of Defense is, I mean, yeah, they, they played pretty daggone well Sunday. I don't think they played lights out, but we haven't seen them play lights out just yet. It's coming. Yeah, and, and I wasn't really impressed with them Sunday because you had a Giants team that is Truly struggling, struggling. Would you and, call them trash? Um. Yes. Yes, I would. I would call the Giants trash right now. The the Giants, the state they're in, the way they play, it's, tr- it's trash. Because a lot of their 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 points and their stats come in garbage time when game's over. But with that being said, it was the whole game. The only thing that saved the Redskins Sunday was Adrian Peterson breaking that fifty yard run. The whole game, all the Giants had to do, they were one Odell Beckham deep pass away from tying the game or taking the lead. 
and and it, it, the Redskins couldn't do anything on offense. No, none. What nothing was, and that that's what as a fan, that was very frustrating because defense kept getting you the ball back. Two interceptions from DJ Swearinger, seven sacks from that defensive line. Ryan Kerrigan got back there, I think, twice. Uh, and Matt Ioannidis. And only 20 points to show for it. Only 20 points. See, that's 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 the problem there. And, and I think it depends on – it just depends on the pace of the game. If, if, like, when you guys play Atlanta, if they jump out to a big lead, it, it's over. They, this yes. is not This is not the team that can fight. This isn't Aaron Rodgers back there. This is a Tom Brady that can bring you back from any deficit as long as he has some time. Right, it's, not, it's just not this is not that team's makeup. They have to play with a lead so, because you know why that is because they've turned Alex Smith into this game manager. That's we and we. If you got to go away from the run, you force them to pass. You're gonna win because Alex Smith is getting the ball. He's making safe throws. He's getting the ball there. It's on target, but a lot of receivers are dropping. I seen Paul Richardson drop passes this season. Um, hopefully we'll get Jamison Crowder back. But once the quarterback loses kind of sort of confidence in you, that's when you'll start seeing the checkdowns to AP and uh, uh, Capri Bibbs. Now we got Chris Thompson back. You're going to start seeing those checkdowns. You don't want that. I want to see Jordan Reed targeted seven to ten times a game. I want to see Paul Richardson take the top off the defense three or four times, but also catch a, a couple – intermediates across the middle on a post where he's got enough room to sit down in the zone and go something like that. I agree with you, bro, but I'm not get as a fan. I'm not getting that. But if this is the thing though, if I can see it, other Redskins fans can see it, other teams can see it. Why is it not being done? What is Matt Cavanaugh looking at that? He's not like, you know what? I could take advantage of this defense. And Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons, he can take advantage of that defense. They are suspect. Absolutely. They sure can, but will they do it? That right there is a $64,000 question. Well, my poor Bills, my poor Bills, um, it was very, very, very hard to watch that game Monday night. And I'll tell you why. Because the defense played their ass off and held the Patriots in check for three quarters. They held them in check. You can't ask for more than more field goals. Field goal. Field goal. It's 9-3 at one point. All Buffalo has to do is score. It's 12-6 at one point. Buffalo scores there in the lead. And Buffalo has the same problem, but it's worse off than the Redskins have. They have no creativity on offense. You saw some of the Wildcat earlier in the game, and it seemed like the Patriots. So that begs the ass, and and it's the same thing you just said, KG. If I can see it, and other Buffalo fans, other Buffalo fans, in the stadium, watching can see it. Why can't the offensive coordinator see that, hey, this is catching them off guard or something. Let's throw a couple more wrinkles in there. Let's let's take the top off it a couple of times. Let's let's I know we don't have receivers that can get separation, 
But let's make let's see if Calvin Benjamin can make a play. He made a play throwing it downfield. He made a play, went over the, the receiver. He's not going to get separation. He's not that receiver. He's going to get it, go up, and go get the ball. Now, Derek, Derek Anderson isn't the best of QBs, but he's definitely better than Nate Peterman. And unfortunately, with Derek Anderson suffering a concussion late in the game, Nate Peterman is starting. Um, the Bills also signed Terrell Pryor today. They didn't make any moves on the trade de- trade de- trade deadline, which kind of confused me because the rumblings around the league were that a couple teams were interested in, in, in Shady McCoy. And I'm like, why not get that pick? You're not competing for anything this year. Okay? Wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up. Y'all signed Terrell Pryor. He got cut from the Jets? Yeah, he got the Jets cut Terrell Pryor, and he signed with the uh, signing with the Bills. Now, I know he signed, but I thought he got traded to you guys. Nah. Oh, man. Nah. Shows I'm a little behind right now. But the thing is, here's the thing. We talked about Terrell Pryor. You know, I don't know what happened in Washington with him, but when he was with the Browns and he was a receiver, he played good. He played decent. He made some plays. But the thing is, you're signing a receiver. Who is going to get him the ball? Uh It's not going to be Nate Peterman. It's absolutely not going to be Nathan Peterman. So, uh, unless Josh Allen clears uh, clears injury protocol this week with the elbow, I know they said two to three weeks for him. So it's been you know, two weeks. You can play, kid. Yeah, he can play, but you know they're gonna they gonna baby him and you know. Well, you should. That's a that's a long term investment. But now let me ask you a question. And I know you saw it on Twitter because I seen it from. You uh responding to it and retweeting it. Terrell Pryor is your quarterback. I think, see, this is where having an offensive coordinator that has some creativity goes into play. I absolutely think he should line up at quarterback. What what do you have to lose? This team is two and six. You have nothing you to lose. Nothing. Why not put no. put him put, put do what the Saints are doing with their backup QB. Yeah, and he it, he's gonna be something terrible once he gets under the center. Once Drew Brees calls it a career, he gonna be terrible. He because he he can run and he can pass. Do, do he's gonna be the, the, yeah. Do what the Ravens are doing to Lamar Jackson at this point. You know, I'm sure Terrell probably be willing to do what needs to be done because he, he's a couple more teams out from being called into career. Yeah, you know. But anytime so, you you make a uh, you you continue your career after leaving the Raiders. Remember, the Raiders used to be the last stop in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, hey, what can you do? I mean, give me your offensive expertise. And we've watched a lot of football. We've drew up a lot of plays. How would you give me your example of how you would use Terrell Pryor with with the weapons that you do have right now? Charles Clay, Kelvin Benjamin, who uh, Booger McFarlane said he's a, a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. I found that hilarious <laughs> like, uh, last night. I heard that. <laughs> that made my morning. Oh man! Hey man, look. It's is the here's the thing, and I say this all the time. The blueprint is in New England. Screens, picks, intermediate. Using your, you have Sadie McCoy, which is probably one of the most dangerous backs in the open field. 
you don't have to you don't have the offensive line right now to run the ball. It was it, it was it was pathetic watching the dives being called and Sadie just running into a pile of New England Patriots. It was absolutely no chance. Chris Ivory broke a couple through it. I'd rather see Chris Ivory run, to be honest with you. But you don't have to remake the mold. The, the New England is showing you how to do it. Hey, when you do these wide receiver screens, pick play. When you do the slant, somebody pick. They're not doing any of this. They're running a generic offense with no wrinkles. They did the wrinkle last night with the Wildcat. But they're not doing anything else. So, you're not – New England's already a good defensive – not a good defense, a well, very well-coached team all across the board. They're disciplined. When you're coming out here and doing X, regular basic X and O's, you don't think Bill Belichick has his team ready for that? They are disciplined. They play very good defense. They It's very rare they lose their man on defense. That's why you see when Buffalo – whenever Buffalo passed the ball to somebody, a uh, Patriot was there ready to make a tackle, if not two of them. They already know they, – they know their assignment. So you have to do things to throw them off. I don't understand why this is so difficult for NFL offensive coordinators throughout the league. But now, speaking of screen passes and shady – Answer me this, and I, I don't know if this upset you the way it upset me. He caught a couple screen passes last night, and I understand he's very careful with the ball, but he's holding that ball like a dag on loaf of bread running up the field. And I'm like, tuck it. Please tuck it and run. He's been doing that his whole career. Yeah, and I hate it. I swear. I, I Like, when I tell you I hate it, because I'm so, like, I pulled for y'all last night. I didn't pick you, but I pulled for you. And it was a great game. I ain't going to say great. It was a good game. And y'all kept Tom Brady out the end zone. Y'all better, messing me up in better fantasy. Better than expected. Better yes. than expected. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, let me uh, flip back a couple pages here. Did we vote that a dumpster fire? Was that the dumpster fire of the week? I believe that was our dumpster fire of the week. Because uh, right. Arizona-San Francisco, which turned out to be a very exciting game, was our uh, CF. Yeah, and that was a cluster you-know-what uh, game. And we called New England-Buffalo the dumpster fire. And, 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 you know, you got to give credit to where credit's due. Buffalo defense played awesome. Um, they got caught a couple times with the New England picks and stuff, you know, the wide receiver picking. They got caught with that. They got caught out of position. I think for the most part, they played a really, really good game. And to play that well and have your offense produce nothing. They had a punt return into New England territory, got the ball, Lost yards. Mm-hmm. You, you can't do that. You have to figure out a way to make your playmakers, get your playmakers the ball. You know you want to throw it up top to Kelvin Benjamin. So you should be, so Kelvin Benjamin should be getting that ball at least five to six targets. Just throw it up to him. See if he can get it. Joma Jumbo, Zay Jones. Have him and Benjamin line up on the same side. And, and, and Zay Jones do a slant, Benjamin do the pick. Because Gilmore was up in their face last night. All the New England backs were up in their face last night. Pick them off real quick. Pick them off. Pick them. Get them away from it. You know, do something. New, like I said, New England is showing you how to do this. The, the good offenses of Green Bay, they're showing you how to run. You don't 
you don't have to look far. Don't have to look far at all. The, the Kansas City, um, the Rams. I mean, these teams are top offense for something. I'm hey, if I'm an offensive coordinator, hey, I'm looking for ideas from those teams. Like, what, hey, what they do last week to get uh, you know, Robert Woods the ball this many times. What did Kansas City do? They get Tyreek Hill the ball and Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. What are they doing that, okay, I, I had that play in my playbook, but not that. I'll change this. It's like they're so stuck in their ways. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, you're two and six. You're not winning anything. You're not going anywhere. Um, And you have a defense that can play some ball. And we've already went through this in Buffalo with the the London Fletcher area where they had a hell of a defense and could not move the ball an inch. Defense could stop anybody in the league. Defense, and and it got to, the, to a point where you get to the third quarter and you start seeing that defense gassed out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all of a sudden, the runs that they were only getting two and three yards on or negative plays, now they start going for five. Seven, thirteen. Because now the defense is tired. They have the the offense keep four and out, four, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. On the field, not even a minute, not, not even a minute worth of plays. The the, the the offense is off the field. So, um, going I, forward, I, you got eight games left. Y'all got nine weeks, a bye week coming up. Going forward, do you think y'all can at least win six games? Um, it just depends on the quarterback situation. I think um, they might have a chance to win two or three more games. I'm not giving them six, though. Uh, they might have a chance to get two or three more. But the way that offense – and Derek Anderson, you got to get him credit, too. Can't, they, they, get, they got him out the morgue. They put a new brain in him. He took some shots down the field. They moved the offense a little bit. It just – wasn't enough. It, it then it stalled. Um, I give them two. I give them the over under. What's the over under? Two and a half. About. I guess I gotta go under. Hmm. But I, I think it's gonna be interesting. But like you said, it's nothing to lose. Go ahead and, and you know what? This we haven't even got to this page in the playbook. Let's install this. Let's do this. Just try something. Because in my, in, my, in my heart of hearts, I believe everybody except for McDermott is playing for, except for the defensive side of the ball, I'll say. That offensive side, their they're, they're, they're coaching staff on the offensive side, they're, they're, they're coaching for their collective lives these next eight games. Because this is going to determine if you're going to be back next year. And it's and like you said, but if you're doing that, why not be creative? What do you have to lose? Exactly. And it's another uh, high-profile coordinator sitting out there that was just fired yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised if if, if somebody made if he's employed by the end of the week. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo, you know, went to get him to be an assistant head coach. You know, but we, we will see. We'll see about that. That's uh, that's gonna be a long season for. Bills Mafia, unfortunately, and then we have to go through uh, Nate Peterman starting against the Bears this weekend. What's the over/under on interceptions with Nate Peterman? <laughs> I think he gonna throw over three. 
Over three. Over I, three. I, 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 I was going to say three, two, and I'm taking over. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, taking over. I'm, I say it every week. You know who going to get acquainted with him real well? Oh. Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman. They're going to get real acquainted. They're going to know everything about him. They're going to know what size clothes he wears, how his mama doing, what his brother and sisters look like, and how they doing, how his nieces and nephews. They're going to know everything about him because they're going to be in his face for 60 minutes of game time. And that's a shame. That's, that's absolutely a shame. Um, other, let's go through the other – before we move to the uh, the NBA, let's go through the other NFL – trades that we didn't get to. Uh, we, we said Golden Tate's going to Philly. Um, the Rams trade for Dante Fowler from the Jaguars. Texas what? got them. Go ahead. What in the world are the Rams trying to build? I mean, are they building a machine that nobody can beat? Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, it just it, – it, but does it make you – well, I mean, your team made a big move. But no, no, as no. a Bills fan – it, it kind of makes you jealous that you see teams out here willing to get better and willing to make moves. Like, you know. It... But you know why it makes me jealous? Because Sean McVay was my offensive coordinator two years ago. Yes, sir. Sean McVay was allowed to walk out the door two years ago. That, that That's what makes me jealous. My last two offensive coordinators have been allowed to walk out the door. One was fired. The other one was allowed to walk out the door. And both of them are head coaches. And even though San Francisco is not doing as well as everybody expected, but they have a lot of injuries. It's a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. It's a, Any rebuild is five years. Give Kyle some time. You already know what he can do. Well, the Texans got uh, Demarius Thomas from uh, the Broncos, and don't they? They play this weekend, don't they? They play I, each other. I, I haven't even looked at the schedule this week, but that's going. That's a dangerous move right there, too. That's going. That's messing a lot of things up because you got Hopkins on one side, Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Now you got Demarius Thomas. Well, you know they had to make that move because Fuller tore his ACL and he's out for the season, so they yeah. wanted to go get some help. Uh-huh. And they and they're still fighting for it. The uh, the AFC South exactly. So, hey, we're gonna make this move. Um, the Packers got rid of Ty Montgomery after he blatantly took the ball out of the end zone after being told not to. And we talked about this earlier. I feel like he fumbled the ball on purpose too. I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying he he was frustrated because he wasn't getting the ball. He wasn't in certain packages. Takes the ball out of the instead of taking the touchback. Takes the ball out. And then, um, and then, uh, fumbles the ball. Jeez. And I was telling everybody earlier when the news came across the wire, I said, any other time you do something like that, they didn't wait till the trade deadline to trade you, which was, you know, it's Tuesday. Mm. Any other time you was cut right after the game. That was it. I think, I think if we had passed the trade deadline, I think they would have cut him. But I think it just so happened the trade deadline was, Right around, you know, next couple of days, and they got rid of him and got him a pick back. So it worked out for Green Bay, and um, it might have worked out for uh, 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 Baltimore too. I was just about to say that Baltimore get them another little weapon because he can run the ball and he can catch the ball. So yep, that's another weapon for the, the Ravens. And if I'm not mistaken, that pick is not until 2020. 
So it's not mm-hmm. the upcoming draft. I think it's the next draft. So I think that's a 2020 pick that they traded. Okay. Well. Well, I, I thought I thought uh teams did uh like I said, I, I thought Buffalo would have tried to unload Shady. Um, I would have. And you know what you could have yeah. did? You could have unloaded Shady to uh 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 I've been saying it for the longest since they've been talking about trading them. Unload Shady to back to Philadelphia for Nick Foles. You got an expiring contract coming in. Let you know you kick the tires, see if he's still in the same Nick Foles and everything like that. You got eight games to prove yourself, kid. With this ragtag bunch, and then at the end yeah, of the season, he proves himself. Give him the money. Well, I don't think they were going to give up Nick Foles for uh, an aging back. I, when, I don't think they were going to do that. Three weeks ago, they were talking about doing whatever it took to get Shady back because yeah, I don't uh, know what fell, they were fell they I were looking. I think Buffalo just was arrogant about not giving them up, and I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. You know, well, we, we'll see. You know, I mean, Shady McCoy is not going to bring them out of last place in the AFC East. So. <laughs> well, you got a long ways to go for that. Well, let's move on, brother. We we haven't talked about the NBA at all yet, have we? No, not this season at all. We've been planning on it, planning on it. And every time we plan on it, something big happened in the NFL. And that's what happened today. Something big happened in the NFL. But the NFL trade deadline looked like an NBA trade deadline. So that's a a great segue today. It did. It did. A lot of movement. Um, let's dive into the NBA for the first time this season. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back. Give us the next 10 minutes of your time. It's going to be nice and quick. Um, where do you want to start, KG? Well, let's start with the bad because um, I had to break out my crying Jordan emoji last night because Jim hit the nail on the head. Now, my bulls played Golden State last night, and I think they were up 92 to something. 50. 42-point lead at halftime. This is not the end of the game. This is halftime. And Clay Thompson had, what, 50? 52? 52 broke the record for threes in the game that was held by, what, Steph Curry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jim text he, he, he hit the group chat. He said, they're going to score 150 on y'all tonight. I'm like, no, they not. Final score. What was it, BJ? I don't know. What was it was it? 149 to like negative 77. But it was, you know, man. put up 149 on us. Hey, man, they put up 144 on the Wizards. <laughs> and, and I had a fan of the sideline junkies come to me and say, that's not fair. I said, what's not? How it's basically an all-star team put together. You got a super team that's an all-star team. They're put together, and they're destroying the league. It's no parity anymore. I said I agree wholeheartedly. But you got to realize, half that team was drafted. Everybody else decided to go and and, and play. More than half the team was drafted. Uh, Draymond, uh, Steph, Clay. Clay. um, Um. Shoot, I got the name slip. The the bench drafted. Yeah, I mean you got free agents uh, like uh, Kevin Durant, of course, uh, Boogie, Iggy. But I mean nobody knew Iggy was gonna come and play like that. That's not the same Iguodala we knew in Philadelphia. Iguodala carried a franchise after Iverson left, and they gave up on bro. 
the the war and and the thing is the Warriors don't have cousins and, <laughs> and it just and it just but it just tells you and, and and you know I know people especially in this area fans of Kevin Durant I'm not the boy could play but it just tells you they didn't need any of these players true they don't they didn't need them because you go look at the stat line you stop Steph Curry you stop Kevin Durant you stop Draymond Green and Clay drops fifty two. Mm-hmm. So, it, it man, it's going to be. But here's here's the thing, and here's what I saw when the Wizards played them a week or so ago. They're playing the teams, and teams get to a point where they they're giving up because they see Steph hitting these shots from 10, 10 feet back from the three point line. They frustrated it, but the thing is. If you put in the time and the work that Steph Curry and the Warriors did practicing and shooting, you could do that too. True indeed. True and indeed. that's the frustrating that's the frustrating part. That's just telling you when you get beat like that, you're not putting in the time and the effort. You're not putting in the time and the effort because you can see so it's like I'm watching the Wizards and the and the Grizzlies right now. And the Wizards, the last guy, they just don't look like they're having fun. Right. They don't look like they don't. Their body language is bad. They like it, it, it's like they know they're a bad team. They're playing bad defense. It, it, the effort is really bad. And, and that's what you get when you play. When you see these teams play Golden State, especially the lower tier teams that really don't have a chance to beat them. Like when Golden State comes to town, that's everybody's playoffs. That's the Bulls' playoffs. You know, usually teams get up for them, but but you know something. And Steve Kerr, most people say, "Well, Steve Kerr is such a great coach." But you ask Steve Kerr now, Golden State can score and they can outscore anybody, but they play defense. And they ask Steve Kerr, uh, maybe about it was either last season or season before. Uh, who do you give credit to, uh, or what do you give credit to uh, uh, your team playing defense so well when it counts? He said, "That's not by me." by Mark Jackson. He taught them how to play defense. Yep. Got to give credit with credit due, <clears throat> John Gruden. Uh, but, and, and, and the sad part about it, Mark Jackson doesn't even have a job, has not had a head coaching job since he left Golden State. How messed up and is why that? Why is that? And I was reading something uh, local talking about Scott Brooks, and a lot of people are not feeling Scott Brooks so-called lackadaisical approach to coaching and they want him out. Why not give uh, Mark Jackson or Sam Cassell because Sam Cassell has a relationship with uh, John Wall and Bradley Bill. Why not give him a chance at the reins here? Well, I'm going to answer that because I do want to dive into the Wizards for a second. I think a new voice is needed. And and, and that's, that's why I say not Sam Cassell. I think a new voice is needed. For some reason, John Wall and Bradley Bill just feel like their presence on the court should win games. And you can see it. They're like like they, like I said, it's their play is lazy. Their effort isn't there. They're not doing the extra little things that elite teams do to win games. But they're not having fun either. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. They're not having fun. You have three max players on the Wizards team, and, and Otto Porter isn't giving you anything. It's time to let this team. I had high hopes for this team. 
And I know we haven't seen Dwight Howard on the floor. Whoa. Um, he's not he's not going to come in and be a miracle. He's going to help on defense a little bit. He's going to help with rebounding. But he's not uh, – we're not talking about a young Dwight Howard. He can't play 40-something minutes every night. 32. Um, if that. If that. But they, it just, they just look down and out about themselves. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. It's time for Ernie to go. It's time for Scott Brooks to go. They look, they they're down by fifteen to the Memphis Grizzlies right now. They about to drop to one and six on the season. And you know what that means? I, Second to last place in the East. I guarantee you, if they drop to one and six tomorrow morning, when we when we all wake up here in the DMV, the headline will be Scott Brooks fired. I guarantee you, it won't be. I, I promise you, it won't. He be. did it to Ernie Jordan. I mean Eddie Jordan. I'm sorry, he did it to, Ernie did it to Eddie Jordan. Eddie Jordan, was, nah, Eddie Jordan was successful here. He took that big three and he turned them into daggone playoff contenders. He had them boys playing. And because he started off a season rough. And you, he had the likes of Andre Blatch on his daggone team. And everybody knows how lazy Andre Blatch is. And as soon as he left, Andre Blatch, well, I got the shackles off me. You scored 35 and your max high for the rest of the season was like 11. Don't talk to me about shackles. And Ernie pulls the trigger on firing coaches too soon. It's too soon. Give Scott Brooks the season, please. Nah, brother, it's not. I don't. In this instance, I don't think it's too soon. I think they need to do what the Browns did. They need to fire the coach, and then they need to go fire Grunfield. Well, I don't think Ted's gonna do that. Nah, Ted. Ted's comfortable. Who's you gonna? Who, who you gonna bring in as a GM? I, I don't know, and I, I don't care. Be as long as it's not Ernie Grunfield, because this this team is just badly constructed. They, it's they're not working together, so that's coaching. Mm-hmm. And then you have to put some of on effort on these players. Like Otto Porter is not giving you anything. Why is he on the floor? Would you call Mark Jackson? Why is he on the team? floor? I would, but we know that's not going to happen. No, but it should because guess what. Along with the offensive output that Otto Porter can possibly, he the potential of doing, John Wall, Bradley Beal, uh, Ubre can score a little bit, but imagine everybody playing lockdown defense. Kind of, sort of, the way Tibbs had the Bulls playing, but instead of you trying to score 88, you'll score 90-95, but you hold the team to 86-84 every night. Because you're playing lockdown defense. They have to fall in love with that. If you fall in love with that concept, it is no way, shape, or form that you will lose. Because you're playing, you're having fun playing lockdown defense. Well, brother, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's not going to happen. I, Wizards fans, you're, you're in for a long season. You're in for a long season. And, you know, right now, it's just how about it's this? just obvious the Wizards are just I, not coming to play. I I I got a solution, and it's it's something that I don't think has ever been done in the NBA. It's been done in the NFL, but it hasn't been done in the NBA. How about we trade coaches? You take Fred Hoiberg, and we'll take uh, Scott Brooks in Chicago. I mean, that's just trading two garbage bags full of garbage. Hey, I, I think uh 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 uh. uh Scott Brooks is an upper echelon of garbage. I think he is garbage. But, but see, my thing is, they got Scott Brooks trying to lure, trying to see if they could get KD, and then that exactly. didn't work out. And they, 
kind of stuck with him. Like, oh, okay, I guess we got to, you know, we got to stick with him now because we already signed him. But what made you think that Scott Brooks was going to get KD here? KD doesn't want to come home. He said that. The worst thing he can do, and I'm speaking from not as a basketball fan, but as, you know, a man, the worst thing he can do with that amount of money, that amount of star power is come home to your home city. That is nothing but trouble. Man, get the bugaboos all day. Yes, indeed. And then you got people, oh, come on, man. You ain't got to go to practice today. Come on, we're going to go hang out and do this. And next thing you know, he's caught up in something he ain't really had nothing to do with. No, oh, you was there and this, that, and that. No, 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 no. I mean, he has he doesn't need that type of negativity in his life with people trying to pull him in several different directions where he need to be focused on what he focused on. He good out there on the West Coast where he at. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going. We're going to end it there. We just wanted to holler at y'all tonight, get some stuff off our chest. And um, man, we did that. Well, you know what? Before we go, got to give a big shout out to Sideline Junkies on June. This man lost the Thursday night game a week ago. Won every game on Sunday. 13-1 and one record on Sunday. I'm sorry. 13-0 and 0 on Sunday with a 13-1 and 1 record for week eight. That I, I mean, geez. He was on fire. He is a man on fire right now. Hey, man. They, we're going to start putting our picks to Vegas, baby. Yeah. Start I, handicapping. The, 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 the thing is, I'm in fourth place. I'm sorry, fifth place with 69 wins this season. The top three. 75, 73, 72. And uh, you coming in at fourth place, they done knocked you out of, out of, out of top spot. 71, 45, and, hey, it's, and two. It's, it's all good. It's a midway point. And see, I'm right where I need to be. I even, the sun, even the sun shines on the dog ass every now and again. Hey. I'm okay. Put it this way. I'm only four games back of first place. I was, what? 15, 16 back two weeks ago. I got to go back and look. I'm only four games back. I'm coming for y'all. Slowly well, but surely. We got another big game Thursday night. Start start our week nine picks. And um, Oh, but I, the game of the week got to be Sunday night. And uh, please tell me you've seen the commercial that NBC did with Michael Jordan. Yeah, I saw that. And then Skip Bayless, of all people, I don't like it. I don't. How could you not like that? He baited you in, thinking that he was talking about himself and LeBron going one on one to just show you Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady going one on one. And it's I think it's on the second meeting between the two their whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be a good game. Hopefully, they don't have a Ty Montgomery to bring the ball out when they told him not to this time around. <laughs> so it might give it might give Aaron Rodgers a chance to to come back if they're down. So yeah, but but hey, you know what? We're going to five to Winnebago, uh, see if I can get a coaching job in, 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 in Cleveland. I ain't got to go far, go downtown, and see if I can get a coaching job with the Wizards. I mean, Jim going to be driving all over the country this week. I'm watching the, the Wizards just went down to the Memphis Grizzlies, and they just look they look, just look down, down and out, man. Lethargic? Yeah, they just – they know. They know this is bad. 107.95 is the final. They know this is bad. They know this isn't where they're supposed to be, and I don't think they have a clue how to turn it around. So I would be very surprised 
if it comes true, we'll see. But I'd be very surprised if Scott Brooks loses his job this season. You know, it's early. You still got time to turn it around. But the only question is, do you take one of the coaches from the staff and promote them? No, no. Or you clean the whole staff out and have somebody come in and install something totally new? You, you, you clean the whole staff out. You clean the whole staff out. Well, that would be something that would have to happen at the end of the season. You can't do that at this juncture in the season. And then it's it, it wouldn't work because it would take you a month to jail with that coach and everything else. But, geez, I just I, – I know it. I know Before the end of the week, I know we're going to have a headline where Scott Brooks has lost his job. This yeah, is, we will. This is not what they expected. Remember, I picked the Wizards to win 60 games this year because they just yeah, w- missed it last year. Yeah, I wasn't really willing to go 60. I know I picked low 50s, but I'm going to definitely have to change that now to low 40s. I, I just don't – I don't have any faith in this team. I can't have faith in a team that doesn't have faith in themselves. 41 and 41, and they'll be the number five seed. This is their year to take over the East because they can battle with Toronto. They should be able to battle with Boston. They're supposed to be one of the top three teams. You're supposed to take should your spot. Be. Exactly, should, should be. be. I, I, if, if if Dwight Howard hears this, please, I don't care what you're doing, what you're going through, get yourself together. This is your resurgence. Go out there, do what you do. Because it's plenty of people that would love to take your spot, myself included. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that'll be it for the Sideline Junkies tonight. Um, like always, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram will be posting like we always do all day. So definitely come join in the fun on any of the topics we're talking about. Uh, Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. And we'll be bringing you the next show. Uh, we're definitely diving into the NBA more. And, um, of course, the wrestling show every Saturday. Join us for the NFL show. Um, early pick show will be up before the uh, before the one o'clock games go, so you can listen to that and uh, the post game show. So, for myself, BJ KG, that's it for the night, bro. Yes, sir. Good night, everybody. Peace out. Junkies out.